0: Welcome back to the Live Simple Podcast. I'm Sabrina.
1: And I'm Luke.
0: And we're gonna talk about a really cool topic today, but before we start off, we just wanted to give you a little rehash about what our podcast is all about. We are two individuals who are driven and really want to accomplish our greatest dreams and goals in our life, but we want to do so without burning out. So we take what we learn from the world extract the lessons and give it back to you in the most simplified way.
1: Mm-hmm, I think you nailed it. And so today's podcast, we have a really fun topic. Uh, we're gonna go over protein. Yeah. And we're gonna go over the importance of protein, um, all of these really cool and interesting things about protein you may or may not know. Um, and I'm gonna let Sabrina kick it off because she is our health expert, so she'll be kind of guiding us through the episode and then I'll be following up with some questions, as well as just some interesting things that we found while doing research.
0: Yeah, so basically, I think everyone knows what protein is in school. It was always the building block of cells, right? It's a macronutrient that's comprised of amino acids um, that are essential for various bodily functions, like your hormones, like enzyme function, like uh, maintaining oxygenation to your tissues, and of course, muscle growth. Mm. Um, So one thing about certain amino acids, your essential amino acids actually, not to get too scientific, but the point is, is you have to actually eat them. Your body can't make all of the proteins. You have to actually eat them.
1: So even so, just real quick, so you're saying, just for listeners and everyone, and some people may know this, but others may not. So proteins are the building blocks of muscles and different various uh, cells in the body. Yeah. Now proteins actually have building blocks building blocks which mm-hmm. are amino acids. Right. So in your body has essential amino acids that it needs in order to build all the different proteins that it will use to build the rest of the cells in the exactly, body.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But you need it like from an exogenous source, right? So your
1: body can't make it. It has to take it in from external food.
0: Exactly. Got it. Thank you for clarifying. I feel like that was a good good clarification. Yeah. Um so of course we all know that there's animal-based proteins and then there is some vegan options, which actually at the end of this episode, I have a really cool list of different options of protein, how you can really get as much as you can into your diet. Um, so something that we have been, I think debating for a little while is how much protein can your body absorb at once? So per research online, The answer was eight to 10 grams per hour. So with that said, I think a big takeaway from that is you might wanna spread your protein intake out over the course of the day, right? You don't wanna like, I mean, you can, but it's gonna be way more beneficial for your body if you eat, let's say, 10 grams of protein and then two hours later, you know, you can have another protein snack, but you want to spread your protein sources out
1: Mm-hmm. And I think one of the interesting things on that was that the 8 to 10 grams of protein uh, Absorption was actually for for muscle building. So for right. protein synthesis, that's going to be used by your muscle So I know a lot of our listeners are very into fitness and probably if I had to guess a big goal of everyone is to increase lean muscle mass. Mm -hmm. And so in order to do that, you can't just eat a hundred gram, you know, of of protein, you know, big steak in one meal. Not that you'll waste that protein because your body will still break the protein down and break it into amino acids and use it for all sorts of things. But for the goal of muscle building, you are, you have an internal limit in your body of about roughly eight to 10 grams per hour. So recommended just from what we were looking at, 20 to 40 uh, grams of protein per meal. If you're trying to gain weight, right spread out throughout the day and because of that is what you're doing is you're trying to max out that eight to ten grams of protein synthesis per hour for yes so you might even break that up instead of three meals right you might want to have six smaller meals throughout the day it's very popular among bodybuilders and the big reason why is that they're trying to max out the amount of protein that's going towards their mu- their, their muscles. So right. really easy tip is to just spread your protein out throughout the day totally. in addition to making sure you're getting enough, which we'll go into uh, as well.
0: Right. And then um, another really awesome fact that we were learning was the, therm- the thermic effect of food. Mm-hmm. I actually learned this recently, but basically it's For example, protein has the highest thermic effect among the three macronutrients. So what,
1: just for the listeners, what is the thermic effect, right? Like what does that mean?
0: It's basically, it's, it's how much energy is expended when you eat that food. So like, I feel like it's easier to explain an example unless you want to define it. No, I
1: think you nailed it. So basically if I eat, the, the protein actually, no matter what I eat, whether it's a protein, fat, or carb, which right. are your macronutrients, yep, you're three. they all take actually, they require energy to break them down. Yeah,
0: to digest, to absorb,
1: right. to excrete. And so they're not all created equal is what you're saying.
0: Exactly, exactly. Mm. So with that said, protein has the highest TEF, thermic effect on food. Actually, 20 to 30 percent of your calories are burned while eating that protein. So, you want to give me that really good example that we talked about earlier?
1: Yeah, so this was, I'm all about base numbers. We yeah. love trying to simplify things and just understanding yeah. simple numbers. So, let's just say we were going to eat a thousand calories in our diet of protein. Well, that means just by doing that, you're going to burn 20 to 30%. So by eating that, you're actually going to burn 200 to 300 calories. Now what's really important really mm-hmm. interesting about that is, is think about this. So on average, a low cardio workout, this could be like a, you know, a walk or like a very light cycling. A jog. Like a jog. Yeah. That's gonna be 200 to 300 calories burned just for that, about 20 to 30 minutes. So right there, by eating a 1,000 calories of protein, that's the equivalent of doing a a light brisk or jog every day. Now, that's still not really that crazy. It's not like that's gonna get you to your fitness goals. You know, you could. But here's what I like to think about it that's really interesting. Hmm. Is a medium cardio workout, and this is gonna be something that's more like jogging or swimming, burns 300 to 500, right? right? A high intensity, that's like running or interval training, is going to burn more closer to 500 to 600. Yeah. Well, if you increase the amount of calories you get from protein, basically just eat more protein in the day.
0: In ratio to your other. In ratio. What you're essentially doing
1: is you're bumping whatever workout you do for that day, essentially up levels. Yeah. So if you think about it, because you've got that 20 to 30 percent if you were to do a medium intensity workout, it's almost the equivalent of burning a high intensity workout for the day between the calories you burn for the from the protein and the workout you do. Right. Which means even if you do a high intensity one, right, you're going to a, an even higher level than that. Yeah. So a e- really easy way to actually help aid in, in weight loss is to increase the amount of protein you should take. So mm-hmm. just for that example, roughly, and again, there's, there's varying kind of things online about this, but uh, on average, for, for every um, gram of protein, it's about four calories. Yes. So a thousand calories of protein would be the equivalent of about 250 grams of protein per day. Mm-hmm. So just some base numbers there, right? So then 500 calories of protein, right, is about 125 grams of protein. So really easy, just kind of simple numbers and base numbers, but easiest way to burn more calories throughout the week, right, throughout the day is to increase your protein intake.
0: Yeah, exactly, and increase your ratio of protein in your meal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, actually, because if we want to talk about the thermic effect to continue that topic kind of, carbs only have five to 10% of the calories from carbohydrates are burned during digestion, absorption, and excretion. Mm-hmm. And for fats, it's even less, zero to 3%. Wow. So just, you know, just think about if you, whatever meals you're eating, if you can increase the ratio to the, the carbs and the fats, increase your protein intake compared to those, you're already setting yourself up for mm-hmm. success.
1: Also, one thing to note too, and because some people might say, well then I'll just, um, like what if I just had protein in my meals? And I think the only, if you're doing it for like weight loss, here's the thing that's fairly important to know, is that if you only eat protein in a meal, because your body... It need, it's gonna use 20 to 30% of that to break it down. Your body knows it needs energy to break that protein down. And so if you only do that, you'll have a craving for either, for a fuel source, which is either gonna be the fat right. or the carbs. Sure. So highly recommend, yeah, highly recommend, I, I prefer fat, I think fat is, is better, not that carbs aren't great. Yeah. but. Fat with protein, fat's satiating too, and so is protein. So if you right. take the two together, you'll stay fuller longer. Right. And you'll also have that um, energy to break down the, the protein. So mm-hmm. just a little tip there, because if you don't, what's gonna happen is you're gonna get a craving, and you're gonna more likely
0: <laughs> actually like, break, the, yeah,
1: instead of just you know eat more, you're gonna bring in some sugar or something, and then you might actually go against your you know goals if you're trying to lose weight. So just right. a small tip there.
0: I love that. um So, yeah, we just went over the thermic effect and mm-hmm. about how much calories are burned during certain workouts. Mm-hmm. So it's super useful, and we'll um, we'll actually we could put this in the notes of the podcast too uh, if people want to go back and reference it.
1: Definitely. So let's go ahead and talk about for protein for muscle building. Yeah. So, like I said, I know a lot of our listeners; they're very uh, into fitness yeah. and. Uh, Muscle building seems to be one of the top priorities. So uh, let's talk about uh, protein and how it relates to um, Muscle building.
0: Yeah, so there's kind of a lot here, but I personally needed a little mental revamp on how Eating protein and working out. How does it actually really build your muscles? Mm. so As we all know, resistance exercise is necessary, whether that being resistant training, lifting weights, anything that you're basically opposing gravity helps you break apart your muscles. So when they're in that state that's broken apart, that's how they're able to rebuild bigger. Mm -hmm. And we use protein, exogenous protein to help facilitate that process. Mm -hmm. So, um, the other thing is when you're really trying to gain muscle, you are gonna to have to have a caloric surplus. So that's where really adding other protein supplements, other protein sources into your meals is vital. Yes,
1: absolutely. And a big thing on that is I've been trying to increase my protein. we'll talk about different protein sources um, throughout the day, um, as well as obviously, you can get it from a natural source and whether that's animal or that's plant-based, right? Uh, that's great because you're most likely going to be taking in other nutrients and vitamins and minerals and things like that However, um, I think really is uh, It's it's expensive to get it. <laughs> it's It's very especially expensive, especially
0: with uh, Animal protein right
1: right so I would highly I mean for you know unless you're extremely well off I would highly recommend supplementing with protein to get to your needs still try to get it as much as you can from your meals and uh, Raw you know real food, but yeah. Uh, supplementation is going to be great, not only for your body to make sure you're getting enough, but also for your budget.
0: Yeah, exactly. And also I feel like that's an easy way, instead of cooking yourself another protein-based meal, mm-hmm. um, to be able to really squeeze in those little meals and snacks of protein, which is what we do. Yeah.
1: And to your point of breaking it out throughout the day too, it's much easier to just make a quick protein shake mm-hmm. and get in a little extra protein in between meals than actually heat something up or cook something is right. um, probably just harder to do.
0: Definitely. Um, I think that we can talk about some of the protein sources. Yeah,
1: I think that would be great. Um, I think, you know, when we were doing the research, you did have some really interesting um, things on just for the protein for muscle building as well, uh, just the different areas that, uh, like, you, like you mentioned, you have to be in a caloric uh, surplus, so you have to be taking in enough calories, it's not just protein that's going to build your muscles, your body needs to know it has enough energy, and it's in a state to where it can can take some of that surplus energy and put it towards muscle growth. Right. And I think a lot of people tend to Mm undereat and wonder why they don't achieve their muscle Goals, and they're really it comes down to they're not eating enough food if they're trying to gain weight It has to the base number the reality is doesn't matter what workout you do It doesn't matter what you do if you are not in a caloric surplus It will not happen and you don't have enough protein So I know a lot of people don't want to eat more because it's like well I want to put on muscle, but I don't want to you know gain fat but at the end of the day, you have to have that caloric surplus. And so the key is is really knowing how many extra calories you need, yeah. which by the way, anyone can do this. If you wanna know your BMR um, and, and understand, hey, what's my basal like metabolic that. rate? And then how many, which is basically your maintenance mode. And then you're going to have some, based on your weight, age, and other factors, you're going to have some kind of uh, calorie surplus that it will tell you that you need to gain weight or a calorie deficit if you're looking to lose weight. Easiest thing they could do, go to ChatGPT, ask them to calculate your BMR, and literally just put in the information that it asks you, and it'll give it right to you. So that's the simplest way. You can get it in, like, five minutes. And then you really want to pay attention to that, right? You just, like... If you do that, then that's where you're going to put on the muscle, and you're not necessarily going to put on the extra weight, such as like fat or unwanted weight. Um, it's not just hey, because you got to eat you know thousands of extra calories, that's going to put on fat. Um, but if you stay close to that BMR plus whatever that surplus is, you're going to really enjoy the effects that you get on your body.
0: Definitely, and of course, you know you have to really be doing that weight training, that, that exercise too. It's
1: a, that's a very good <laughs> key point, yes. It doesn't just
0: happen yeah, automatically. I'm eating all this protein and I'm not getting muscular. Right. Um, and then just another thing that I feel like is always a good reminder is we have to remember to have that rest and recovery period for ourselves, right? Because you did all this working out, you had all this stress placed on your muscles, you need to have the rest periods to where your body can actually repair and recreate those muscle fibers that you worked so hard to build, right? Because if you're not having that rest, you're just going to keep wearing and tearing. You're not going to actually have the growth either. Mm-hmm. So I think that's always a good reminder.
1: Yeah. And on that, you might want to, when on days you work out, you're going to need more rest then on days you don't mm-hmm. to rebuild that muscle. So let's just say you sleep on average seven hours a night. Say you work out, you might wanna s- stretch that to seven and a half or eight. Basically yeah. add on 30 to an hour to make sure that you actually, cause a lot of people are great about breaking the muscle down. I think a lot of people, myself included, struggle yeah. with making sure you get adequate rest mm-hmm. to make sure that there you can actually rebuild it and you don't just continue to break it down forever. So yeah, that's a great point.
0: Um. Yeah, I think unless there was anything else you want to touch on in this, I think we can jump into our practical, simple tips and considerations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I just think anytime I listen or read something, I love it when people give me practical tips on like what I can actually do, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a list here of vegan protein sources and non-vegan protein sources that you can get at your local grocery store. Um, So for people who are vegan, options are and this is one serving of this specific type of food tofu has 8 grams tempeh has 19 grams of protein lentils 9 grams chickpeas 19 grams quinoa 4 grams black beans 8 grams edamame 11 grams chia seeds 17 grams hemp seeds 31 grams almonds 21 grams peanut butter 25 grams and my favorite spirulina 57 grams
1: which is crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's so much. It, is it, that per dried. ounce or something? Or per pound?
0: It's um, I, I think it's a, it's a serving size. I'm not sure about the spirulina, though.
1: Gotcha, yeah. I would just think, because spirulina, I always see, is like usually a powder or like a tablet, and yeah. it's um, just Made very small. So, But that that just tells you it's packed with protein. That's crazy. Spirulina, yeah. 57 grams. I know. So um, it's an algae, that's right? Spirulina. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, what about our non vegan protein sources? <laughs>
0: <laughs> meat eaters <laughs> over here <laughs> um so our non-vegan protein sources and once again this is by serving and all these things vary but chicken breast, skinless and boneless is 31 grams turkey breast, skinless and boneless 29 grams lean beef ground beef 26 grams wild-caught salmon 25 grams eggs 13 grams greek yogurt 10 grams cottage cheese 12 grams milk from cows 3.4 grams and then whey protein powder is uh, another way but varies I think ours has like 22 grams per serving Mm -hmm. yeah so these are just all little options that you can somehow incorporate you know you can meal prep them you can make them set them up for snacks bring them to work if you need to um but yeah I mean especially honestly like cottage cheese and Greek yogurt I feel like are our go-tos lately. Yeah,
1: I'm a big fan of of cottage cheese and it has fats in it too. So for me, it's a great combination of both the fats and the protein. I want to call something out though because like eggs, um, I always thought eggs had a lot more protein in them than they do. And so if you are eating eggs, um, you know, to get a pretty, you know, let's say this is one serving, that might be one egg. That might be
0: two eggs. I think it's two eggs is
1: 13 grams, right? So if you're really trying to go for like that 20 to 40 um grams per meal you're gonna need upwards of of, at least like six eggs yeah you know that's gonna put you right in that 30 you know 30 to 40 range so just think that i think a lot of grocery store i'm always looking for what's the most protein for the lowest amount of you know of cost (laughs) the most bang for your buck yeah best bang for your buck and if you think about it if you need six eggs to get your you know needed protein for that and then you're basically you've got basically in a, a dozen, you have two servings to get enough protein. That's not very, you know, and let's just say the eggs are anywhere between three and, and $6 a carton. It's not very good compared to yeah. other sources. So um, that's definitely something we'll, we'll we'll put together of how do you get the most protein for yeah, the, the least amount of money? Because again, when we started doing that, that's why I realized it's almost it's just too expensive in my opinion. To get it all from you know animal or even vegan sources, you're going to spend a lot versus supplementing with uh, you know protein powder or something like that yeah. um, to get you enough protein in the day. However, definitely still highly recommend getting as much as you can from uh, natural sources like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and then just well, we're just going to skip to uh, something you touched on, or I think you were going to touch on earlier, is about. How much protein is recommended per pound of body fat? And when you're looking this mm, up million online- Million dollar
1: question. Yeah, yeah.
0: If you're looking <laughs> this up online, um, just make sure like, you know, in the hospital we use kilograms still sometimes, but um, you know, obviously the numbers are different when you're looking for pounds versus kilograms. Mm-hmm. So just pay attention to that because it's important.
1: Use chat I feel like yeah. any kind of calculations and conversions, just pop it in there and it's gonna give you the, the answer. So. right. Uh, Yeah, so, but this is great. This is one of those questions that I feel like has been kind of debated for ages. So what we're gonna go over, we're gonna go over best kind of recommendations um, that are out there and then we'll tell you, we're actually, uh, I'm personally trying this myself, my goal, I'm at about 182 pounds right now, and my goal, we've got a wedding in November, so my goal is to be 190 pounds. So I'm looking to put on eight pounds of muscle mass, and one of the uh, biggest uh, things that I'm doing is actually increasing my protein intake. So I'll get into what I'm doing, but if we wanna jump into kind of recommendations and stuff, and sure. then... Uh, and I think starting with like the, the FDA and what they recommend, yeah. um, might be good. And then just kind of giving our listeners an idea of like, you know, who, who is that really for? You yeah, know? Um, exactly.
0: Cause it's obviously going to vary depending right. on what your goals are. So the recommended dietary allowance is actually, and this is just for the average folk, it's the minimum amount of protein actually to, um, meet basic minimal nutritional needs okay so this is like not kind of probably the this bulk is to of stay alive yeah. okay this is
1: not to gain muscle mass <laughs> right. so just know that that is who this is for right yeah. this is making sure hey to be a healthy adult this is the minimum you need not to hey if you're if you're looking to put on lean muscle mass um, this is what you need so just keep right. that in mind but yeah go ahead and- so
0: yeah basically don't pay attention <laughs> to this one is what we're saying 0. 0.36 grams per pound. So that's the recommended dietary allowance, okay? Now, for someone who's more active, right? The actual recommendation is 0.55 to 0.91 grams per pound. So in order to keep it simple, what we do best, we're gonna call it one gram of protein per pound.
1: Per pound of body weight.
0: Yep, so if you're 120, that's 120 grams. Mm -hmm. If you're 180, or if you want to be what 188, 190?
1: <laughs> 190, 190?
0: yeah, <laughs> then 190 grams.
1: All right, and I'm gonna even experiment going up to 1.5 grams per bot per pound of yeah. body weight. and
0: I've seen um Dr. Gabrielle Lyons. I believe that she recommends was one. So, and,
1: and and I think you know, I, I think there's two goals for that. One is obviously gaining uh, muscle mass, but I'm interested to. When I do that 1.5 is actually increase my ratio of protein to the other macronutrients so that I'm gonna see what does that do to actually my um you know just my the, the fat on my body right and yeah. yeah how much fat do I, I mean do I gain fat too I'll let y'all know um, <laughs> you know maybe it's not gonna work out um but that's what I'm gonna do um and you know even just doing that the last uh, few weeks I really haven't changed my workout routine I'm trying to be consistent but don't even go to the gym, just working out at the house and Mm -hmm. and lifting weights, doing a little interval training. And um, so far i put on about three pounds of of body weight. So that's about over three weeks, which is is great. I can't say it's all muscle mass at this point, but (laughs) I'm gonna keep going. I'm liking the results so far. So I will keep uh, everyone in the loop and and, uh, track back on just my progress.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, And also I think this is just a good time for me to interject and say, just remember, you know, if you are changing any sort of diets, taking new supplements, increasing certain intake of protein, just make sure you talk to your doctor, um, especially if you have any uh, health conditions like kidney disease, especially or any disease that might alter your um, absorption of protein. Just make sure you check in with your doctor for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely, and I would recommend too. I mean, uh, you do a great job of this if you're going to make substantial shifts in diet yeah. or uh, lifestyle change, especially sure. with diet and kind of like things that we're talking about. It's great to get your blood work done and your yeah, labs done blood work before you start. Definitely. And then also see it again after So right. that way you just want to make sure, right, even though you might feel good and look good on the yeah. outside, you want to make sure everything's functioning the way it should on the inside. Definitely. Um, and that's just a really good yeah. practice.
0: Um, Definitely. And I mean, Just to to use this opportunity to also mention, like, for everyone adults, uh, you should be getting your blood work done once a year by your primary doctor. Um, That should just be always, no matter what. And then, I mean, we do live in a day and age where you can actually order your own labs from Quest. I mean, you have to pay a fee, and it usually doesn't go through insurance, but say you are doing something like some big change in your diet, like you can, instead of waiting that whole year, you can make sure you get your blood work done earlier. Mm-hmm. So I just think, you know, we have so many good resources in our world today. Mm-hmm. So I think we just have to use them Yeah, that. that'd be
1: cool if you link out a few in the um, show notes for just great places to get labs yeah, done. And um, sure. interesting ones too, that uh, test for different things too. Yeah,
0: for sure. And there's also really great programs too out there um, that, you know, maybe they're not, they're a little bit pricey right now, but I'm sure in the future, be more affordable for yeah, everyone, yeah.
1: Maybe we give like a good, better, best, yeah.
0: Than, that's in, a in great that idea.
1: way so we can, uh, we can give it to everyone because uh, knowing your numbers is really important. Last thing on that, too, is uh, you want to get them done. You know, if you're in your 20s or 30s, um, I highly recommend getting it because you're going to know your base numbers. Everyone's body's different, so when you get your reports back, right, they're just got these general ranges. You want to know, well, hey, what's my normal one Definitely. because you might be higher or you might be lower yeah so then in you know five years you might be in the middle but for you you actually jumped 50 percent. you 100%. know so you want to know that so you can kind of see those leading indicators on where there might be you know potential hazards at and catch them before they actually become something so
0: that was a great point yeah no i mean i feel like it, it just we all have to look out for ourselves truly mm-hmm. and paying attention to your numbers and your labs and stuff is vital
1: mm-hmm.
0: um I think we just have a few more fun facts about protein, um, that don't have to do with muscle, muscle growth, but just a side note. So we all know about neurotransmitters in our brain and actually amino acids that come from protein sources are essential for that communication of the neurotransmitters in your brain. So like. I think a lot of people know um, L-tryptophan, right? That's an amino acid that we Mm. need from exogenous sources. It's the one that kind of makes you sleepy, right? Mm -hmm. That's in Turkey, Mm -hmm. high protein source. So that's needed to produce serotonin, Mm -hmm. which is a neurotransmitter. So fun fact, eating high source of protein Turkey will also increase your serotonin.
1: It's good. Yeah. And we'll make it will make you sleepy too though. <laughs> yeah, I feel like and that. Thanksgiving. Makes you feel good. Yeah, exactly, on Thanksgiving.
0: Um, And then uh, another fact is protein rich meals have been known to promote alertness and mental clarity. Um, something probably from the caveman days as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like also just um, because of that, like great way to start your day out in the morning with a high protein meal. If you're fasting, just make sure it's the first meal you pack with a lot of protein but that's going to help you if you are you know most of us are working in the morning so making sure that your your um you know peak cognitive performance with a good protein source in the day is going to help you get
0: there definitely and then also um foods that are high in omega-3s like salmon are neuroprotective um and can actually help fight against dementia so another amazing tip of a high protein rich food like salmon
1: yeah definitely we should definitely do another pod on that because that's it's really interesting all the benefits with the um with the brain yeah so let's go ahead and um let's wrap up so let's recap and for our listeners what do you think some of the the most important takeaways um that they need to know about protein and then uh we'll, we'll close out
0: Yeah, I think probably one of the biggest takeaways was that thermic effect of food and knowing that protein is the one that will actually burn 20 to 30% of calories consumed from that protein source. Um, That was huge for me. And then another recommendation was knowing that You could really only absorb 8 to 10 grams of protein per hour Mm -hmm. so we can give the general recommendation of about taking in at least 20 uh, grams to 40 grams of protein per meal or about every three hours depending on your fitness goals right right if
1: you're trying to gain muscle then you probably want to be hitting that 30 to 40 grams every three hours
0: yeah exactly So, um, and then just a reminder, a few other food tips that we were great high rich uh, protein snacks, cottage cheese, yogurt, Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt. (laughs) Um, And then the the last thing that I just thought really affected me was knowing that for an active person, our recommendation would be to take in about 0.55 to about one gram of protein per body fat. I mean, Mm -hmm. sorry, body weight. exactly yeah
1: and then um yeah well thank you so much this was amazing i've I really enjoyed it and learning yeah, everything so i uh, hope you enjoyed this podcast we will be back next week and we will link out everything in the show notes yeah so we'll see you next week bye